come with me. We're going on a fantastic cruise. Pick your destination with news tips and reviews. But here is an item you might not have thought of. All of the things under the water. Nature surrounds us with elegant features. You can't go on a cruise and not see the creatures. So let's make some magic. Let's get ecstatic. Instantly classic. Maybe romantic. The wildlife around you. Cinematic on your fantastic cruise. Bon Beanie, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fantastic Cruising. I'm Matt. And I'm Kimbra. And we hope everybody is having a great day out there while we record this episode of Fantastic Cruising. And uh, I just want to thank the people who have gone over to iTunes and left us a review. We appreciate the stars. We appreciate the words. And uh, yeah, it helps the podcast to grow. It is our, it is our soil. No, it's our water. It's our fertilizer. It's our um, food to grow. (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah, I felt like that was going to be much more better. But anyway, I can speak in complete sentences, too. So here's here's what happened this week. A couple things to just get out of the way real quick here. First of all, GoPro released their new camera, Hero 9, very recently, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, it really annoyed us because it's um, it's got the screen on the front. Now, Kimber, you got me the GoPro Hero Eight for Christmas last year, right? I did. I got both of us one so that we could both film. And and one of the selling points for me on the Hero Eight was this media mod that was coming out and it was gonna have the, the screen for vlogging and, and it was so exciting. And the media mod came out and the light came out and uh no screen, no screen, no screen. The screen just just came out like in the last month. Like I think you got it maybe two weeks ago. Yes, thank you, Tammy. Kimber's mom got me that for uh, Christmas, which was very kind <laughs> and very appreciated. So we just we just got it right. We just got a screen, and then the new GoPro comes out. It's got a screen built in. Okay, fine. You can use the screen on the new GoPro. Okay, that's cool. It's bigger than the one on the camera, but the media mod doesn't work on the new GoPro because I guess they changed something a little bit. So apparently, it it doesn't work with the new GoPro. Now, I was like, whatever. I don't need the new GoPro because the eight is great. And, you know, whatever. But then we find out that it's got the two things. There's two things that I have wanted GoPro to do for the last five years. And they have not done either of these things until the Hero 9. The first one is they have built in a better auto... um, White balance. White balance for underwater. Okay. That was a big one. That's why I didn't switch from the Sony for so many years. Well, guess what? GoPro has, it's still, I don't think, as good maybe as a Sony. I don't know. I need to see more tests with it. The other thing they did is increased the battery life. This is huge because like when we go on a dive trip, it's two dives. That's going to be about two hours underwater. And so the GoPro, if we're filming at 4K, it it can't do that. You got to switch batteries in between and you risk getting water inside of your dive case and then it fogs up from the heat it's just it's a huge kerfuffle okay now it's got 30 percent extra battery life which means it'll get you through two dives it's like two hours and 11 minutes or something like that so thanks gopro thank you thank you for coming out with this camera giving me gopro mb that's okay though because i we are still very happy with our gopro hero eights it's just uh 
Anyway, if you're looking for a new camera, the new GoPro looks amazing. So check it out. Let me know what you think. And, uh, and what else have we got? I was quarantined all week. I had a little bit of a sore throat on Monday and going into Tuesday a little bit. And so I had to be quarantined for the entire week. Just got out of quarantine technically today on Saturday. So that's been my week. And they let me go into work. They did. They did. Yeah. She wasn't quarantined. Just me. Yeah. Whatever. I don't make the rules. I just follow the rules. And then also, uh, last week we did some limericks. We asked you guys to send us limericks. We got, what, two limericks back? We got... Three limericks back? At least two. I know we got one from Stephen Ducar. We got one from Tony Diles. Uh-huh. And did we get another one? Let's I see. I know we got more emails, yeah, we got but I don't know Mallory if... Mallory and we... Andrew sent us emails. I don't think they had limericks in there. Let's see. Nope, just the two limericks. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to read these two limericks to you guys, and then we're going to give you some more of our limericks that we wrote, because we have a whole book now of limericks, apparently. And uh, and then we'll get into our... Uh, well, then we'll read the rest of the emails, and we'll get into our main topic. So, Kimbra, do you want to read one of those limericks? Sure. Who's it going to be? Tony Dials. Okay, Tony Dials. Thank okay. you, by the way, for sending in limericks. And you don't, you can still, sorry, sorry, Kimber. She's like, I did, did. you can still send them in. Okay, we want to keep this going. If you got a limerick out there, send it in and uh, maybe we'll read it on the podcast. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So Tony's limerick. Our obsession may be drastic. Can you please replace your plastic? We're running from the blues. We're on a cruise. Come along. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Great. I love it, Tony. Thank you so much. Shout out to the podcast. That's extra cool. Yes. Yeah, we really like that one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then we got one from Stephen Ducar. It's a little long. For it a is. Limerick. Do you want me to read the rest of his email or? Tony's email? No. Stephen's email? Yeah, you can. Yeah. You well, can if there's something. There's there's can... some questions. Are you ready to answer them now? Let's get his limerick done and then we'll go into Steve's okay. questions. Okay. So the limerick. Stephen. Stephen, right? Steve, Steve, Stephen. Stephen Ducar. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, Stephen. I like the, let me start over. I like the idea of the drink when Matt talks about fantastic cruising at gmail.com game. I found an interesting alternative that might be a bit insane, I exclaim. Change out the alcohol to the juice of a prune for a bit of fun and watch the excitement as the number of references to fantastic cruising at gmail.com shine like the sun. I do worry about the results in the bathroom post game. <laughs> okay, that's gross, Stephen. First of all, that's disgusting. <laughs> but thank you so much for sending in the limerick. Please send them in. This is going to be a lot of fun. So let's go ahead and, and read the rest of his email, and then we'll do our limericks, and then we'll get the rest of the emails. Okay. So it says, I managed to book two cruises for next year, a first one on MSC Meraviglia in July, and on Carnival Horizon in December. Surprisingly, get, they go to almost the exact same port with the exception of Ocean K versus Grand Turk. I have two questions. What is the better beach to snorkel at while at Ocean K? And will I be able to snorkel in Grand Turk from the beach and not freeze in the water in December? All right. So first question about Ocean K. That is, I believe, MSC's private island. I have not cruised MSC. I haven't been there, uh, so I don't know. I did try and do a little research for you, though, Stephen, to see if I could find out, get any insight on it. And um, 
the most I can find out is apparently there is a, a sunken boat that, but you have to take an, like a snorkeling excursion to get to that. I think that might be available to you, but I'm sure it costs extra. The other things I saw was very mixed. Um, people talking about snorkeling at the two different beaches, but what the constant was is that it wasn't great. It sounded like one beach has some seagrass. That's the one that's not as, I guess it's like off the beaten track a little bit and a few fish, but not great visibility. At least when these people were there, that can change. And then the other one, it sounded like it was just sand. So I would say, you know, I would just try and see what's what's more convenient to you. I wouldn't worry too much about trying to go out of your way to snorkel. It doesn't sound like it's great. However, Stephen, if you do snorkel there, let me know what it's like so that I know, because I am eventually going to get on one of those MSC ships. If I end up going to Ocean K, then I'll be I'll be calling you up asking you, Stephen, <laughs> which beach is best. And if any of our listeners out there have any information on Ocean K as far as snorkeling goes, uh, send us an email, Fantastic Cruising at gmail.com shot and uh and and we'll share that with steven and everyone else now the second part of your email is about grand turk and i can tell you that yes grand turk is one of the best places to snorkel it's right off the ship literally you're snorkeling in front of the ship it's super easy it's a super short walk to get there i mean you can't get any more convenient than that like if you jumped out of the off the balcony you would be in the swim area i'm, I'm not even exaggerating uh, don't do that though because you'll get kicked off of the ship but uh well kicked off you won't be able to go back i mean you'd be off the ship anyway don't do that but yes the snorkeling there is pretty decent um, there's not a lot of stuff there but if you go out towards the end where the ropes are between you and the cruise ship there is a drop off that you may not be able to get to because it may be past the ropes, but right at that ledge, there's a spot where there's uh, some structure, some like an anchor and just some ledges, little ledges, shallower ledges and rocks. And really all throughout, you can find little rock formations and you'll, that's where you're going to find the most variety of fish. But definitely I would focus on that spot with the anchor. Um, I saw more eel there, spotted more eel there, some smooth box fish. It's pretty good. It's really, really nice. And it's weird because people just be swimming like it's a beach, but it's actually got some very decent snorkeling there. As far as the temperature goes, you're far enough south in the Caribbean that the temperature there is pretty constant all year round. Um, I don't now for the MSC one that's in the Bahamas. That's going to be colder because that's basically like the same as Miami. So Miami gets a little chilly. The water gets a little bit chilly. You may not want to get in the water. It depends on how, depends on the the day, honestly. Because well, it, that one's in July. Oh, that one's in July. Okay, never yeah. mind. You'll be fine in July. Um, but as as far as the Grand Turk one goes, yeah, you should be okay. I would say if you get cold easily, maybe just bring like a like a long sleeve rash guard or something, and you'll be fine. Uh, I don't. I really don't think you'll be cold at all, though no matter what, uh, especially if you're snorkeling, moving around and stuff, I think you'll be good to go. And that's it, right? That was it. You covered it. Excellent. All right, Kimbra, do you want to read one of yours? Or well, you I have other read? emails. Can oh. I read those? Oh, that's right. We're going to do the other emails first. Okay. Yes. Did I say we were going to? Anyway. All right. Here we do go. Do you want me to wait? No, go for it. Let's get okay. our emails out so of Okay. So the next email is from Scott, the Professor Travel. 
if you you've Scott. not listened to the Professor Travel, he has a podcast, YouTube, blog. What else? He talks about Instagram. He has all the things. Facebook. Yeah. Um, we did an interview with him a little while back. Check that episode out if you haven't heard it already. It's got all of his contact information in there. Um, the YouTube channel is where he does the podcast, comes out first, and then it comes out in the podcast f- classic Apps. format, I guess, where, yeah, you can yeah. download it off iTunes or Google or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, so. Scott says, in reference to this week's podcast, I thought I would give my take on some of my favorite foods on the cruises I have gone on. Yeah. Sneeze. (laughs) I know you can't see it because it's a podcast. (laughs) It doesn't have video. Some podcasts do, but she is um, fighting off a sneeze right now. (laughs) I'm good. It went away. (laughs) Um, So he. I thought something you said took her aback, which... I know there's some big words in the food. Like, I Well, that's I what the first one, up. I kind of looked at it. It's, is it Chateaubriand? Chateaubriand. That. Chateaubriand. <laughs> <laughs> um, prosciutto and melon, either cantaloupe or honeydew. That's right up your alley. Yes. Creme brulee. The Kimbrally. The Kimbrally. Creme brulee. That's right up my alley. The Mad Alley. Cold soups. His favorites are blueberry and pistachio. I have not had either of those. The blueberry sounds interesting. The pistachio. The The pistachio sounds amazing. I love pistachio ice cream, which Kimber thinks cold soups taste like melted ice cream. But that sounds (laughs) awesome. Um, Chocolate mousse. Oh. I mean, I like chocolate, so. Do Do you like mousses? Mises. It's not that kind of moose. Oh, then yes, I like mooses. Chocolate moose. <laughs> Anybody see the movie Top Secret? Old Val Kilmer flick. Anyway, chocolate moose. My name is Deja Vu. Have we not met somewhere before? Anyway, three people got that. All right, go ahead. All right, homemade pasta. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Wonder um, if that's on one of his European cruises. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to have to remove your collar, dog. Well, he's. He's probably going to, we're probably going to have to take a break after this list because the dog's going nutso. That means he's got to pee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, panini and pasta salad at oh. midnight. That's on Princess Ooh. Cruises. Scott, does the time you eat the food make it taste different? Just, <laughs> just your, I, I have my opinion on that. And, uh, and I, my opinion is yes. Yes. So just like, like being somewhere, I just listened to always be booked and, uh, Tommy, or actually, I think he was on the cruise dudes, and he said this. Uh, two other podcasts you could check. You should check out if you haven't already. And I think he said something about the pina colada. He ta- when he drinks one like inland, <laughs> you know, in Florida or New York or wherever. It's just not. It just doesn't really do it. But when he's on the cruise, that's like amazing. And and, and I totally understand that. But all right, go ahead. Is that um, it? Nope. Wine tasting and pairings. Oh, I like wine. Yeah. Um, high tea, scones, finger sandwiches, and pastries. You eat sandwiches made of fingers? No, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. I and I too enjoy the, the high tea, the little cucumber sandwiches. And number one, three exclamation points. Uh oh. Baked Alaska. Oh yeah. Have you had the baked Alaska? No. It it was like it used to be on the ship, and they took it off the ship, and they brought it back to the ship, and they literally like set it on fire. 
It's on the last night on Carnival Cruises on oh. some sailings. Not on all of them, I found out, but on some. It's pretty good. It's you. I don't know if you'd like. It's got like it's ice cream cake and it's meringue and it's. Well, uh, then those are two things that I don't. Well, three things. I don't really like cake. Don't really like no, no, ice no. cream. It's ice cream cake, though. I'm not a big cake person either, wow. but I love ice cream cake. I mean, ice cream cake's okay, but it is ice cream. You like ice cream. If it's chocolate. It's chocolate, I think. I don't know. It's, I think. It's I don't like meringue. Is it chocolate? Does they settle on fire? You don't have to eat it. It's burning. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, it's good. It's good. I love okay. I love the baked Alaska. And it's, and it's entertaining, too. Okay. Yeah. Presentation. All right. Is that it? That's it for his email, yes. Okay. Well, thank you, Scott, once again for uh, sending us an email. And make sure to check out his podcast, The Professor Travel. All right. We have two more emails. Okay. From the same household, right? Yes. But <laughs> two separate people. Yes. They are two individuals. <laughs> they are. Oh, who are you going to read first? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the one that came to us first. Oh, that's cheating. Why is that cheating? It's not cheating. Also, Whatever. women are better. Woohoo! No, I'm just kidding. I love the men. I thought... I thought his came first. No, hers came first. Remember, she sent it to travel. Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So it says, email from Mallory this time. <laughs> Matt and Kimbra, we are hopeful cruising will resume early in 2021. Andrew and I are heavily considering booking a cruise in January or February, especially since we have some cruise credit to use. The cruise we are looking at would give us four dive ports in the Western Caribbean, Grand Cayman, Cozumel, Belize, and Roatan. It would be on the Carnival Legend out of Tampa. Woo! Okay. There are so many things right with that cruise. Right? My favorite ship. Well, I haven't finished yet. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. I got excited. Can I I finish the email? Go ahead. Finish the email, please. We were supposed to sail on the Legend in June to see Norway. The, the cruise itself is a nice deal, and the flight price is seriously too good to pass up. With that being said, we will have to meet up. Better yet, we would love for you to join us on our scuba cruise. <laughs> I recently looked for the Caribbean Diver Shirts on Fantastic Teespring page and could not find them. We definitely need some Fantastic Cruising Scuba Team shirts. You know this already, but Andrew and I love this podcast and appreciate all uh-huh. your hard work put into it. Hope you're both doing well. We should have a Zoom session soon. Have a scuba-rific day. Scuba-rific. Thank you, Mallory. Um, yeah, you know what? If we can do that, we would definitely be interested because, man, there's so much right with that. Four dive ports and Roatan, love it. Grand Turk, love it. Um, what was the other one? Grand Cayman, was it? Cayman, Cozumel. Cayman, yeah. Grand you Ca- didn't say, you said wrong things. Oh, it's Grand Cayman, not Grand Cayman, Cozumel, Belize, and Roatan. Cayman, okay, okay, good. So Belize is the only one that I'm eh, on, but diving there is probably amazing because it's got that second largest barrier reef all throughout that whole area, really. But yeah, Cozumel, love it. Like, those are all great ports. The Legend is my favorite ship that I've been on so far, and it leaves out of Tampa. How amazing is that? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of juggling in the air that would have to happen land right to make that happen for us. But um, my biggest concern with that, like I would absolutely be up for that because I love all of those ports. And I've been on the Miracle, which is same class. Yeah. as the legend. Um, 
I just don't know if the cruising is going to happen in January, February. I don't know. It sounds like yeah. there's some positive talk going on right now. We'll see. I know. I don't we know. Don't really, we don't really get into that part of the news on this podcast because there's so much of it and we don't want to speculate too much. But I will say I've been seeing a lot of positive stuff and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Nobody knows, really. That's the truth. Okay, so that's is that all that uh, we got from Mallory? That's what Mallory says. So Mallory, who um, is engaged to Andrew, Andrew also sent an email. So if you want to, you want to read. Yes. That. Okay. So Andrew sent his top ten cruise foods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, so he said that these are all carnival since that's all he's cruised recently. Okay, so he's got braised ox tongue starter. I've had that. That's very good. Okay. Have you had that? No. It's. Have you seen it on the menu? Mm, if I have, I've just passed it up because okay. it's, it's good. Just don't think of it as being a tongue. <laughs> okay. Um, mango cold soup. Yes. Yes, Andrew. We will cruise together and we will eat all the mango. Mangrove. Man- mango <laughs> cold soup. We won't eat any mangroves. <laughs> Eggs Benedict. Eggs Benedict. Very nice. That's a different breakfast item. Yeah. Have you ever had Eggs Benedict? No. You should try it. Well, I've just recently started eating different eggs, so (laughs) maybe I will. (laughs) Maybe she will. There's more than one way to make an egg. Okay. (laughs) Melting cake. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and don't cook them all the same way. I'm sorry. What was the melting last cake? Says melting cake. We've of made course. it at home, but it's not quite the same. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Andrew, do you do peanut butter with your melting cake, or do you? And more importantly, do you eat the ice cream with the melting cake? Okay. Really. <laughs> I went there. The okay. vegetarian Indian in the MDR. I, I feel like Andrew and I. I mean, I already know we get along really well, but I feel like. Like, we've only really met virtually. Well, no, I met him one time at the aquarium, but it was very brief. Like, I feel like he and I are going to really just click. Because, I mean, definitely on food and obviously diving. So, yeah, I mean, he, like several of his, we, Andrew and I have more in common food-wise than you and I do, I think. Okay. Are you going to dump me for Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I just think it's, it's. It's fun. Andrew, don't yeah. take my man. <laughs> um, what did what was the last thing I read? Indian food. The Indian food. Yes. Um Carnival's Voyage Burger from the new brunch menu. I haven't had that yet, but I know I've seen it. Um yeah, burger for breakfast. Yeah, Why not? He said I've only had it once, but it was really good. <laughs> I, I mean next time I cruise on Carnival, I'll probably try it. And the roasted lamb leg. Again, I love lamb. Like, I am a fan of eating lamb. It's tender. It's got to be cooked. The thing about lamb is this. When you get lamb, it's either, for me, it's either like gross, this is disgusting, I don't want any more of this, or it's like the best, most melt-in-your-mouth, flavorful meat that you can have. It's like better than um, a, a really good steak. I've only had lamb once. That was on our last cruise, and I didn't like it. Yeah, that lamb we had was not very good on the last cruise. It was funky. Yeah. I didn't like it either. And I usually like, most of the time I do like lamb, but on the cruise, I have had lamb wasn't as good. And that was was a good example of that. So, yeah. Okay. 
Um, the next one says, some random starter. I think it was sliced beef tenderloin with noodle salad. It had some sort of Asian marinade that I remember being really good. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, guys burgers with donkey sauce and loaded with toppings. Of course. Yes. Yeah, see? Like click, 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 yeah, click. You, you're not, you're not going to get it on the last one. No. Nope. Um, pan seared sea bass. Yeah, I can't do the seafood. I just don't like the... F- I always have to just say this so people aren't like, oh, he doesn't eat seafood because he loves fish. No, I just don't like the flavor of seafood. But I wish I did. No, but yeah, we'll have to we'll have to part ways on that one, Andrew. But I appreciate that you like it. I'm glad that you enjoy it. Yeah. I wish I did. I wish I liked seafood. I do. And then he said he was writing this email at 1030 at night and now he's really hungry. <laughs> I'm getting a little hungry too. We haven't eaten dinner, have we? No. We do have some Indian food, though, that we got. We do. We might eat that. Anyway, okay. All right, so that's all the emails. Once again, thank you for sending those emails in, everybody. Keep them coming. FantasticCruising at gmail.com. Drink. And uh, and we'll read them, probably, unless it's something really rude or something like that. We'll still read it, but we won't read it on the podcast if you do. Anyway, uh, we've got some more limericks for you guys, so we're going to give you guys... Two more limericks from each of us. So that's four in total if you're a math person. <laughs> you want to go first? Sure. I'll All go right. first. All right. Oh. Next September will be our cruise day. We really hope COVID will go away. To cruise with our friends will be quite the cleanse, and we will all be shouting hooray. Hooray! Very nice. All right. I'll do my... Uh, I have a coronavirus one, too, because why not, <laughs> you know? For some, cruising just will not be, with all these new rules while at sea. But why, I ask, they just won't wear a mask. Oh, well, that means more room on the ship for me. Hmm. All right. And I've got one more. You ready? Yes. I have found the perfect cruise for me. To the Bahamas and Coco Key. A sitter I'll find to leave Reno behind, since they don't allow dogs out at sea. <laughs> but they do in some rare occasions, but it's super expensive. Well, they won't allow we're not my taking, dog. Yeah, we're not taking... Plus, yeah, they probably wouldn't let Reno. They'd be like, no, he's not coming on board. We heard him disrupt the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Um, I'm going to do this one here. Cruising fulfills my wish to live out my life as a fish. But with all that food, I hope it doesn't conclude with me being served on a dish. <laughs> so there you go. Two more limericks from us and um, each and some more limericks from other people. So there we go. All right, let's get into the main topic of this episode, which is some fantastic kooky things you can find or do on a cruise. Now, we came up with this idea because we recently covered the Carnival Mardi Gras, which has a roller coaster on it. And we thought, what are some other crazy things you can do on a cruise? So we did some research. We made a list. Look, some of these things are things you guys will be like, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Some things didn't make the list. We got 30 things on the list. But uh, some of these might surprise you. And uh, yeah, here goes the list. You want to do number one? Yes. Number one is the ultimate abyss. The ultimate abyss. Which is, if you don't know, a slide found on Royal Caribbean. And the top of the slide is in the shape of an angler fish. 
and it's um, it's a dry slide. So you go down in a burlap sack, and it drops ten stories or like 150 feet. You like you like water slides and dry slides, right? I like slides. Yeah, yeah, slides are good. Yeah, yeah, it's got like we watched a video of it. There's it's like all dark and stuff, but there's freaky purple lights going on. It's crazy, hundred and fifty foot drop, in a and yeah, you sit on like a burlap sack, like your feet get tucked into it. Looks cool. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it. All right, number two on the list is Cirque du Soleil, which um, you can do on MSC cruises, and I've not been to a Cirque du Soleil show. But uh, they look intriguing, and uh, everybody that I know that sees them says that it's just crazy cool. So you can do that on at sea. These uh, shows, I think, were written specifically for MSC Cruise Lines. Yeah. I, Cirque cool. du Soleil is really cool. I've been to shows similar to Cirque du Soleil, but this would that would give me a chance to actually see the like Cirque du Soleil. Cirque du Sorbet or something like that? <laughs> de, um, what does that mean, Cirque du Soleil? That means circus. What is uh, du Soleil? Is anybody is that French? Do you want me to Google it? So no, don't Google it right now. But if somebody knows, um, fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Yeah, so it us, was. What does Cirque du Soleil mean? I don't remember what it was called. It was Cirque. I feel like it was called Cirque something, but it was. Circumnavigate. Some, yeah, that's Circumvent. what it was. Circums. Never mind. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> <laughs> that was brisk. Um, okay. Anyway, um, what's next? Next is the North Star. Which is basically an orb that's on this arm on top of a couple Royal Caribbean ships, the Quantum class. And so you're not talking about Polaris, the actual North Star. No. Okay, good. Because that would no. be painful. It'd be a ball of burning gas. No, it's it's a glass orb and it rises over the water. 300 feet Ooh. and it gives you 360 degrees. twice as tall views. as the ultimate abyss line. It math, is. Math. This is a STEM podcast. <laughs> math, <laughs> science, technology. This is a STEAM podcast because we got art too. Come on. <laughs> art's just as important, people. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's really cool. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Um, when I was doing some of my Royal Caribbean training for the travel agent stuff, um, I saw a lot of videos, and some of these ships are Alaska ships, which would be an awesome place to experience the North Star. Especially in an enclosed orb. I think that's the key here for Alaska. Right. Enclosed orb. Yeah, it looks really cool. Um, the next one on there is one that most people know about, but we thought it was worth mentioning, and that is the ropes course. You can find these on Carnival and Norwegian, and um, Norwegian even ends their ropes course with a little mini zip line of sorts. So I have seen the ropes course on the Carnival Vista class ships, and I don't want really anything to do with it. But for those of you out there that like heights and ropes and hanging courses, walking on narrow ledges, it's perfect for you. (laughs) (laughs) You want to do the next one? It kind of ties in. Does it tie in? Did you like that? <laughs> that was your line. Uh, okay. Anyway, yeah. So we also have zip lines on there. So speaking of the zip line, of course, um, the mini zip line does not really compare to the zip lines on the MSC Seaside and the Royal Caribbean Oasis class ships. On the Royal Caribbean one, it goes over the boardwalk. Like you are way, way up going across, like across the top. And the boardwalk area is kind of this 
middle section of the of the cruise ship. So you're like going on the Lido, but instead of just the Lido deck, it's like all the way down to one of the lower decks. The MSC Seaside is um, it's not quite as crazy, but it's kind of cool. And uh, it also costs extra on that one. So the Oasis class Royal Caribbean, it's included. And uh, MSC, you got to pay. You got to pay the money to ride the zip line. But there you have it. All right. Next on the list is the Bionic Bar, which is a robot who makes your drinks. Okay. I mean, it's more like, you know what? Here's the thing. When I first heard about this, I had an image of like... A robot bartender? Yeah. 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 You know, like I'm sure I've played a video game or something with that. And and then I it's just really arms, like robotic arms. I mean, it's, it's still cool. Don't get me wrong. It's just... I, I can see why they call it the bionic bar and not the robot bar, because even though people refer to it as a robot bar, because it's, yes, technically it's a robot, but, you know, I, I like anthropomorphized robots. I just, you know, it's it's interesting, though. I would definitely, if I was on that ship, I would definitely have a drink at the bionic bar, and I would be thinking about the bionic man and the bionic woman the whole time. Speaking so, of on that ship, yeah. it is on Royal Caribbean, Oasis, and some quantum class ships. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Very, very nice. Who's up next? Me? You. And it's the ice bar. Here, I've got, got some ice. It's ice in a glass right there. Um, ice in a glass? Yeah. What What email can people email us at? Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Anyway, the, the ice bar is on Norwegian, on the getaway, the breakaway, and the epic. And uh, it does cost you $20 plus gratuities to get in there, but that does include two drinks. And you will go into a freezing cold room with a bar that is literally made out of ice. The glasses are made out of ice. Yes. And you wear a parka. They give you the parka. You don't have to pack it. And some gloves. And yeah, it's um, it's interesting, right? Like, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd really want to do that but maybe i mean it's also very vodka inspired i'm not a vodka fan but still like you're in the caribbean and then you're going to go into an ice bar i guess it's a maybe on a hot day maybe that would be cool i don't know it would be I, cool to see get it cool i think see. it would <laughs> okay double I, bad pun. i think it would bring back too many awful memories of the winters of indiana that i left and like okay just just sitting you in a place that is cold. No, but it's it'll be cold, which means although I've got a you know a coat and gloves, my cheeks will get cold, my nose will get cold. Well, you'll have pants on. My face cheeks. Oh, oh, sorry. You think I'll have <laughs> pants on? What if I'm what? wearing a dress? Then you'll stick to the sea. Did yeah. you ever see the Christmas story? Yes. Anyway. It it would be kind of cool. I want I want the parka like Han Solo wears in Empire Strikes Back. That that'll get me in there. And then <laughs> if I can order a drink and then like go lay in a tauntaun and drink it to warm up. Yeah, I mean, I'd go inside and look at it and then turn around and walk out. I'm not <laughs> I'm not about that cold it, stuff. It actually looks really beautiful though. It does. It looks. I I mean, ice is cool looking stuff. It like is, I mean, literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Elsa's castle is so cool. Because it's made of ice. Very nice. Okay, what's next? Next up, keeping with the cold theme, we're going with the snow grotto on the Viking on the Viking ships. I can't do a Viking act. Anyway, it's uh, 
here's what it is. It comes with the thermal suite package. So I guess in Scandinavia, they got this thing where you go from hot to cold. I mean, I've seen this in other thermal suites, but I guess they take it to new levels as only a Scandinavian could. Uh, and so it's got artificial snow in it and it's really cold. So you go from like the hot sauna into the freezing cold. Do people not like get hypothermia and die going, <laughs> I don't know, understand, but apparently it's a, it's a really, I, I'm not going to say cool experience, a neat experience. <laughs> well, if it'd be neat, there'd be no ice. Me, no. That, that one went right Oh, I head. get it. I you get got it. it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Next is Fantastic the... Cruising at gmail.com. Oh, I next think I'll take is, a drink. Next is what? Next is the Lawn Club Grill. What is that all about? Um, it's found on Celebrity. Um, it's the top deck. It's got some real grass, and you get to grill. So, like, you grill food for your group on... So you have to cook for yourself on a ship? You got to cook the grill. Wait um, a minute. That, the point of cruising is so that everybody takes care of you. Yeah, that's what I was thinking when we were researching this. Yeah. I'm like, I go on a cruise so I don't have to cook. I don't, I'm not one of those people, I would say guys, because I think it's just mostly a guy thing that's like, oh, yes, I must grill the food. Like, now, look, I'm also not very good at it. So I know as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about, one of our listeners who Well, is, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So I'm going to talk because you Mike always talk. Place. Okay, go ahead. Um, so this place, yes, you get to grill, but you get to grill with like a special fancy grill master who teaches you what to do. Grill master. So what I was going to say is this would be a great job for Lovey's Fat Life. Here's, Mike all right, here's what I'm going to say. Okay, this is what I'm going to say. I want to go on this celebrity ship and I want to grill... But I want the grill master to be Mike. Didn't I just say that? I know, but I want him to teach me to grill. I know, but that, I mean, I, that's what I, the experience I want. Like, I don't want the celebrity chef. I said that would be a good job for Mike. I know, and I'm saying that, that I would be a patron. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying that Got would it. get me. That's how you get me to grill on, on the cruise ship is you have Mike and probably a couple drinks and, and then... Because I know that if I grilled, it would not. It would be probably fine. It would be okay. But if Mike's there to guide me, if he could be my Yoda for the grill, mm, cook you must longer. Yes. Then I know it would be phenomenal. So that's that's what I'm saying. All right. Next we got, is it my turn? Yeah. The Seawalk. This is like walking the, the Ewok. Plank. The Ewok. <laughs> Boom. Look at you, Kimber, going with the Star Wars reference. And it is on the princess. So uh, this is on Princess Royal, Princess Regal, and the Sky Princess. I guess it's the Regal Princess. Yeah. Royal. I'm sorry, Mary. I'll get it right. The Royal Princess, the Regal Princess, and the Sky Princess. This is a glass-enclosed walkway that sits 128 feet above the water. That's very specific. Why not just round it up to 130? And 28 feet, they like 28, I guess. <laughs> is that like a princess number? 28 feet over the edge. It looks pretty neat. It looks really cool and also absolutely terrifying. I mean... It's safe. I know it's safe, but walking over glass, it's like walking or being on a bridge for me. Ah, uh, okay. It's 
like if I'm enclosed, I'm good. If there's if it's like open rails, that's when I start to no, get a like like shaky. It, I I know that it's built, so it's not going to break, but it could break. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is. And an asteroid could hit the um, <laughs> Earth. Speaking of asteroids, what's the next one? The planetarium. Yeah. Yeah, this is on um, Cunard, the Queen Mary 2, and the Viking Orion. Orion the Hunter. Yes. The um, the Queen Mary 2, their planetarium seats 150, and the Viking seats 24. Okay. I don't know what your 7,000 number means. It's not 7,000. Oh, the 7K. one on the Viking is the planetarium display is shown in 7K. Oh. Yeah, that's right, GoPro Hero 9 that does 5K, 7K. And this isn't brand new this year. But that's not even the coolest thing about planetariums at sea. The Cunard one shows stuff from the Hayden Planetarium in New York City, which is where my man Neil deGrasse Tyson works, who is my favorite astrophysicist and one of my favorite people on the planet. Amazing uh, planet. scientist. <laughs> that was unintentional. But anyway, yeah, if you don't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is, you need to educate yourself because he is an amazing science educator, which we apparently need a lot of in this day and age because people don't tend to believe science anymore, which is crazy. Don't get me started. Okay. What's the next one? Formula One Simulator. Yeah. What, what? What is that? I'm going to let you do this one because you're from Indiana. We don't do Formula One races in Indiana. I don't even we know have, that, though. We have That's NASCAR and IndyCars. Is that different? Yes. I just know that they're motor things with wheels that go around in an oval. Okay. Well, that's basically what it is. But it's um, so it's on MSC ships, and you get in an F1 f- f- for. Ferrari? Ferrari. I was going to say Fiari. <laughs> you get in a Fiero, people. They didn't, they didn't go up to the Ferrari. You're just driving a Fiero. It's still a cool experience. It's just not nearly as fast. Anyways, you get in the Ferrari and it's a simulator of like the Formula One race thing. Okay. <laughs> what is Formula One? Like, is there a Formula Two race? Formula no. Three race? What is the formula? Is it like E equals MC squared? It's the Ferrari Formula One. Race. Okay, I'm just wondering what's a, what's I, the formula? That what, is, what does that mean? I don't I don't know these things. I, hey, look, I did I did change the battery in my car today by myself. I mean, you helped, but yeah, give me some credit. But I mean, I, I didn't have to like pay somebody to do it. Like I I took the battery out. We took the battery out. I'll give you credit. Uh, you were there for moral support and you helped me. I got the tools. You did. You did. I touched the tools. I got the battery out of the car. Uh, I took it to the shop. They tested the battery, told me what I already knew, which is the battery was dead. I bought a new battery, which apparently batteries have gone way up in price in the last few years, and uh, and then brought it back and installed the battery without blowing myself up, and uh, the car is is running again. So, so there, I, I got I got car stuff. Anyway, uh, moving on, things I'm terrified of, skydiving. You can skydive on the Royal Caribbean in a skydiving simulator because you're not actually falling out of an airplane. You're just in a tube. Oh, you didn't write the name of it. It's, it's the the iFly something. iFly in the sky. Yeah, yeah it, it's got a name. It had us a name. The whole thing takes about 60 seconds, which is about 59 and uh, 9 tenths of a second. Too long for me. Actually, I'd probably be okay because you're not that high up. 
If, if I'm not that high up, I can, I can fly. Rip cord. The rip cord. Great. Which you don't actually have a parachute or pull a rip cord. So what do they think in there? Anyway, <laughs> uh, it's, it looks kind of cool. I don't know. Would you do that? Yes. Your mom actually went skydiving for real. She did. And if you want to see pictures, She's let me know. She's afraid of scuba diving. I'm afraid of skydiving. Like, but I respect her for skydiving because there's no way, there is no way that I would skydive. And uh, I think she'd say the same thing about scuba diving. So, you know, respect. That's all oh, I'm saying. Oh, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, there's no way, absolutely no way I would jump out of a plane. No. No. But I guess throw me under the water and I'm good to go. Right. I mean, I can swim to the surface. Right. I mean, what happens when your parachute doesn't work? You just have however long you until splat. you hit the ground to think about the fact that you're about to die. And if you're underwater, even if you're too deep, you can at least try. You can at least make an effort. Like, I feel like I'm going to be able to. Anyway, I mean, that's, that's you, my thing about and it. And you've got a buddy with you. You do. I mean, I you're guess if you're, to. if you're skydiving... I guess maybe you have a buddy with you. You probably do. Depending. I mean, she had somebody with her that knew what they were doing. But again, if if the parachute doesn't come out, you and your buddy are both going splat. No. No. Nope. No heights for Next, we have go-karts. Go-karts. That's much safer. Yes. It's on Norwegian and it costs extra money. Yep. On the Bliss, Joy, and Encore. Yep. And they go up to 30 miles per hour. And if I recall, and I, I don't know, somebody out there has done this can can correct me if I'm wrong. When you are there as a guest, you can do things that change the speed of the cars. Like, I don't know, am I am I dreaming that? I don't know. Anyway, I know they can regulate the speed, but I feel like other people. I don't know. Anyway, let me know. Fantasticcruising at gmail dot com. Is that a thing? Drink. And next we have the Skyride which I have done, that is on the Vista-class ships on the Carnival Cruise Line. This is a self-pedal, 800-foot-long racing track, 150 feet above the deck, where if you are extremely fit and in a hurry, you can go up to 18 miles per hour with a beautiful view, but don't go 18 miles an hour. Also, don't stop in the middle and hold up the entire line. Just go at a nice, casual pace, enjoy yourself, finish, and... um, let somebody else have fun. If you do this, it is cool to go with a friend because it's two tracks that run simultaneously and you can you can kind of race them at the end if you want to, if you're a competitive sort, or you can just enjoy a pleasant ride. Now, I'm, I'm not afraid of that. That was fine. I was fine with that because I was buckled in. I didn't feel like I was going to fall. I don't know. It's it's all in my mind, you know. It's all in my mind, the safety and stuff with lights. You okay? That's the sneeze from earlier. Wow, that was delayed. <laughs> All right, what, what do we have next? Next, we have Laser Tag. Pew, pew, pew. Which you can find on Norwegian and Royal Caribbean, but Norwegian costs extra money. Oh. <laughs> and we don't really have much to say about Laser Tag because if you don't know what Laser Tag is. Where have you been since the 1980s? Yeah. So It's gotten better. But I think. Laser Tag is cool. I love Laser Tag. You know, you want to hear something sad? I, no. I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. I have never, ever done laser tag. What? I've never laser tagged. No. It's oh, never, Matt. I've never done it. Never happened. Uh, the closest I've gotten was I think my cousin had a um, like a like a homemade laser gun in the 80s that didn't work very well, and I think we played with that a little bit, but I've never really laser tagged. Uh, not because I don't want to. I just just never. 
Yeah, it just never happened for me. I'm I'm really upset to hear that. Yeah. And we're going to remedy it, <laughs> at least within the next couple months, maybe. We'll see. All right, so the next one up is virtual balconies. So if you are on Royal Caribbean or Disney, some of those ships have interior rooms that don't have a window. That's what interior room means. But they do have a screen that looks like a window that plays real-time HD video based on cameras on the outside of the ship. So that's kind of cool. I've seen videos of that video, and it looks cool. Looks neat. It makes your room feel bigger, and it tells you when it's day, night or day. My big complaint about interior cabins is that I don't know when it's daytime, and I'm afraid I'm going to oversleep. Even though, and because sleeping is so good, I don't want to oversleep though. So that would, you know, you could leave that TV on and or have it come on. Maybe I don't know. It solve that problem. Hmm. That's Unless cool. there's a power outage. No. <laughs> All right. What's next? Next is ice skating. So some Royal Caribbean ships have an ice skating rink, which is really cool. Have you ever been ice skating? Um, I have been ice skating once. I was not very good at it. A smaller, much smaller human um, was kept tormenting me and trying to knock me over. That wasn't cool. But yeah, that was the last time I ice skated. I used to roller skate a lot, but ice skating, no, not too much. How about you? I've been ice skating. There's... um, in Indianapolis, there's a rink. They have like a tiny hockey team, ice hockey team. And when the hockey team's not playing, they have open ice skating. So I went there a couple times and I've done ice skating. Imagine people in Indianapolis getting excited about something where you go around in a large oval. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Let's pick on Indianapolis. They also, they also have ice shows, which is really cool. Have you seen an ice show? Um... In person, I think maybe once when I was a child, but it was so exciting I've forgotten it. But uh, I feel like I was there and saw something, you know, one of those people dressed as, in costumes on ice. Okay. Things. I love ice shows. I <laughs> I like watching people ice skate in general, probably because I don't like doing it myself. Okay. But yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Like, it, I'd love to go to an ice show. If I was on that Royal Caribbean ship, I would try and go to the ice show. Because well, that would be different. If you were with me, you would have to go. <laughs> Man, that was cold. Okay. Anyway, there's also the flow riding, flow rider surfing simulator that you can find on Royal Caribbean Oasis and Freedom class ships. And uh, a lot of people are familiar with these, but they are like. Literally a little hill with water flowing down it, and you use, I think, usually a boogie board and uh, try not to fall and kill yourself. They are very heavily padded, so I don't think people get hurt on them too much, but, you know, use your own judgment. They're pretty cool. I've seen them in the port in Grand Turk, and I believe there's one maybe in Amber Cove in Dominican Republic. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Flow Riders. Cool. Flow Rider. All right, you can I can I move on? Yes, good. So the next one is something that I really want to experience, and it is the magic carpet. Which you don't know what sorry is on the Celebrity Edge, will be on the Celebrity Apex and beyond the Celebrity Beyond. 
and that that is my those are my dream ships to to go on. Yeah. So they're, they're expensive, but I'd like to like uh, the edge is is really fascinating to me, and I haven't. Of course, the Apex isn't sailing yet, and the Beyond is beyond me. But uh, yeah, cool. So the Magic Carpet is a chunk of ship that's hanging off the side. <laughs> <Chunk. laughs> it moves a, up it's and a chunk down. of ship, people. <laughs> just just a chunk. It's a random bit. It is. Is it not? It's a chunk of ship. It's a. Ch- that's how I describe slide. it. It's a chunk of ship that goes from deck two all the way to the top, and depending on when it, where it is, and when it's there, depends on what this area does. Okay. What What does it do? It can be a bar. It can be a seating area. It can be a restaurant. It can be a club. Okay. Um, I read it can be a meeting space. Oh, very nice. Like it's. Why don't yeah. you come with me, little girl, on a magic carpet ride? You know that song. Close your eyes, girl. Look in. No. I know the Aladdin. Whenever magic I used carpet to, ride, whenever ride. I used to ride motorcycles, like that song, popped into my head a lot when I was driving motorcycles, because I didn't back then. I didn't have this, you know little AirPods. I did sometimes, but. Anyway, it also can hold up to 100 guests and yes. goes from deck two all the way up to above the top deck, right? No, it goes to the top deck. But but this, it looked like it rose up higher. Did it not rise higher than the pool deck? No. Well, it goes above the pool deck. Okay. But not above the top deck. Oh, okay, okay. So it docks at the top deck. Yes. Very cool. Now, speaking of cool, there is something on the Royal Caribbean Quantum class called the C-Plex. And the C-Plex is touted to be the largest indoor activity space at sea. And it's so large, it can accommodate all sorts of crazy stuff. Like, for example, roller skating. That's my jam. Flying trapeze classes. Yeah, it's, it's circus classes. So you can do, like, flying trapeze. That just sounds so cool. Sounds like a broken back but shows they have shows there basketball full basketball court some kind of video game pardon me video game suite where you can like compete with people around the world on xboxes and maybe playstations or something and just bump, xbox what just, just, ex, xbox. just xbox i guess they're loyal to microsoft and bumper cars yes bumper cars at sea that's right in the cplex and there's even other things too probably going on there but what a what a crazy space the cplex on royal caribbean yeah i i think it's cool that they made a space like that that can transform they're really plexing their muscles on that next we have the bowling alley (laughs) which can be found on norwegian and some carnival ships have like mini bowling yeah, I think just the Vistas. They have a mini. My grandpa had a mini bowling game. It was smaller than that. That was like, it, it stood up off the ground maybe a, a couple of feet. And then it didn't have regular pins. But, uh, man, I spent a lot of time playing that have game. Have the pins was, on strings? It was almost, no. It was it was very automated. It was kind of like a skee-ball type balls. And the, there were, if I remember, they were like little metal. They looked like staples or something that stuck up out of it and then how you rolled over that would determine if you got how many pins and then there were lights that told you which pins you knocked oh, over. That sounds fancy. Yeah, my my grandpa was an auto mechanic and um so he had to fix that machine a lot, but he was able to because he was <laughs> unlike me, he was mechanically inclined. So yeah, but pretty cool. All right, what what are we at here? We're at the um 
the Rising Tides Bar. Yeah. So speaking of things that go up and down on Royal Caribbean, you can go on the Rising Tides Bar and it moves up and down while you drink. <laughs> and so does the ship. And depending <laughs> on how many tequilas you've had, so do you. So at least in your head. But anyway, it takes about 30 minutes to do the full round trip. And it goes from the promenade all the way promenade, promenade. If you squeeze a promen, do you get promenade? All the way up three levels. So it's a three-level trip. Is it a chunk of ship? It's a chunk of ship. But in this case, it's not on the edge. It's in the middle. <laughs> it's a middle chunk. Okay. <laughs> um, next, we have the 4D Theater. And MSC and Costa have a 4D Theater. And there are some ships with 3D Theaters. And then Cunard, Royal Caribbean, Carnival, and Disney all have 3D Theaters. Yeah, I've done the 3D theater on Carnival. Um, we have a 4D theater at work. We do. Yeah, I was going to say, have you been to a 4D theater? Of course you've been to a 4D theater. Yeah, I, I remember also, the first time I did one. It was really cool. Yeah, I've been to different types of 4D theaters. When I worked at the Indie Zoo, there was a 4D theater where like, you sat down in the seat and buckled up and the seat like totally moved. So you felt like you were moving along with it. Oh, wow. Now 4D theaters are just like something pokes you in the back or water squirts you in the face. Yeah, that's it's different. Like That's how the old SeaWorld, it may still be that way. Things were and, and and the old Star Wars ride um, at um, when it was called MGM was like that. But going going to Antarctica and SeaWorld and all the seats moved, but there was nothing. There were no other 4D elements. It just was a motion video. Oh, the the one the one that I'm, you still got some bubbles and some water and stuff. Like we had oh, okay. a there was a it was a SpongeBob. Maybe it should be 5D. It was a SpongeBob um, show, so it moved around with SpongeBob, and you got the bubbles in the water. It was it was super cool, and then they switched it out and got like the boring 4D theater. But the first 4D theater thing I did was, I believe, with Charlie, and um, it was at Disney Magic Kingdom, and it was a. Uh, it's now it's like the um, oh, what's the what's the Disney with the little blue alien thing. Um, Disney with the blue alien. Do you mean uh, Stitch? Lilo and Stitch, yeah. I think it's a Lilo and Stitch right now. But when it first came out, I want to say it was like, was it George Lucas that did it? It was like an alien encounter and it was intense. And it, it was, they Disney decided it was too scary. And so they like mellowed it out big time. But that was my first 4D experience. So it was like, it kind of set the bar. I don't know that I've been to one as cool as that, actually. And that was a long time ago. That was in the 90s. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, you can also do an IMAX on Carnival if you're on one of those Vista ships. I saw um, Deadpool 2 on the Carnival Vista and the IMAX theater, which just felt like a movie theater at sea. But it was cool. Yeah. All right. Um, next on the list is something that probably everybody knows about. Um but it's still cool that it's on a ship is the rock climbing wall that you can find on Royal Caribbean ships. I don't think I need to go into any more detail about what a rock climbing wall is. Can you smell what the rock climbing wall is cooking? No. The rock. The rock that was, oh, his, that was I, his tagline. Can you smell? What yeah, the you, you threw me off when you said climbing wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then if you go on the Royal Caribbean Oasis or Allure you can find a hand-carved carousel. Which That's is, cool. Which is kind of cool, yeah. I like carousels. Yeah. Do you like carousels? Uh, yeah, they're they're fine. I mean, I don't dislike them. I, I was never like, 
ooh, carousels. And then I started working at the Indie Zoo. I'm apparently just going to talk about the Indie Zoo a lot today. <laughs> um, but I, I did rides at the zoo, so I operated the carousel. And then I started really liking carousels. Cool. Cool. Look, I'm going to talk about the next one because I feel like I should talk about this one. And that is um, breweries. If you go on some of the carnival ships, the Vista ships, the Mardi Gras, uh, you could find craft beer and you might even see the brewery and get a brewery tour, which I've done. And it's awesome. And Carnival makes several different craft beers. Someday I'll get to try the ones that are on the horizon, but I have had the ones on the Vista and uh, they're actually good. I was really surprised by that. But they're the Carnival Vista or the Carnival, I should say, craft beers that I've had have been really good. So there you go. Brewery at sea. There's a lot of complications. If you're into beer a little bit or you're just interested in the process, definitely sign up and take that tour uh, because it's worth it to see all the stuff they do to to make the beer at sea. All right. Okay. Next, we have escape rooms. You can find escape rooms on Princess, Norwegian, and Royal Caribbean. Have you done an escape room before? I have never done an escape room. I actually knew the answer to that already. You did. I know. That's why I'm like, why did you ask that? We t- we covered this in the keys. Is, oh, did we? Yeah, because we saw oh, an escape room. And I'm that's like, right. I've never done an escape yeah, room. And so, you were like, what's wrong with you? So, yeah, an escape room, which is really cool. And the one on Princess has like, what did it say, like 700 different yeah. scenarios yeah. depending on stuff. Maybe you can do it over and over again. Yeah. Do you so think that, we could find a combination laser tag escape room uh, we just kill two birds with one stone no i don't think so okay all right but escape rooms are cool i did a a friend's escape room one time i didn't we didn't escape um (laughs) but i i did another one that was like an office and i did escape so i mean i used to lock myself out of the house a lot and then i'd have to kind of do a reverse escape room to get into the house i knew how to i knew which windows i could lift the screen out of and you know sneak in the house i was really good at it that's that's I should good have been a cat burglar that's good matt but i wouldn't steal cats i love cats anyway um the last thing we have on the list is digital dining now this covers a lot of different things so we'll kind of go over this but um on disney there are several experiences you can have that include digital stuff with dinner For example, there is a thing called the Disney Alice in Wonderland restaurant that has some some digital features to it, I think, on the table or something like that. I don't know. There's there's also the the animator's palette, which, again, has like digital things happening on the on the table or on the menu. That that one, the artwork like artwork shows up on the wall and then like even your yes. artwork and stuff can show yes. up on the wall. How cool would that which be? Which is really cool. Right? And then there's also and I've seen videos of this, um, there's there's one of the areas where like it looks like you're underwater and there's video playing on the walls instead of windows. And so you and, and what's cool about it is you get like the sea turtle from Finding Nemo Crush. Crush and he comes up and then you can talk to them and I guess they have somebody that's like sort of listening to you and talking back and then it comes out like Crush is having a conversation with you. That's cool. Right? Yeah. 
It's really cool. And then on Celebrity, there is the Le Petit Chef, which you were telling me is like you watch the chef preparing your food digitally on the table. Yeah, so on on your table, there's a little miniature chef that prepares your food and basically... (laughs) I'm sorry. Now I have a picture of a tiny chef standing on your table preparing your food. Hello, hello. We have some great food for you today, madame. I mean, that's what it is, just digital. Don't worry, it's going to be we down here, but when we bring it to you, it's going to be very nice. Well, no, they they prepare it in, like, normal size. It's just a tiny chef that does it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, and then they bring your food out, but you got to, like, watch the tiny chef prepare it, and then the food comes out, and it looks like what they prepared but it's they have a set menu so you can choose to get something different but whatever the little chef makes obviously would look different so wait a minute so so it's not a video of the chef it's it's actually a video of a little tiny chef making your food yeah it's like it's a little animated tiny chef making the meal why don't they just use ratatouille because it's not disney it's celebrity oh right okay that's right okay all right i'm back with you are we good? We're good. <laughs> Le Petit Chef. I won't say how you pronounce that earlier. <laughs> and that's it, right? That's it. 30 things, 30, what did we say? Funky, crazy, fantastic, kooky things that you can find on cruise ships. And look, there's more than this. If you have things that we forgot, you're like, guys, you forgot to say this. Let us know. Fantasticcruising at gmail.com. Like, for example... I know one thing we left off here. What? There is a submarine that is on a cruise ship. Oh. Yeah. There is also a small ship that I believe goes to Antarctica that has like a underwater viewing window. Oh, right. I remember yeah. that. So what that, about there's like the scuba diving classes? Yes. You can scuba dive, get your scuba certification on some of the Royal Caribbean ships. So so there is a lot more than 30, but we didn't have time to go through We got to 30 all. and we were still going and we're like... Uh, we're at 30. We should stop. Yeah, it's probably going to be long enough to not bore the people, but hopefully give them some fun and valuable information. Today's cruise creature is not a usual creature because we wanted to get wanted to change it up a little bit. Wanted to make something uh, a little different because we've been doing a lot of fish, which is good. We like doing fish. We've done some birds recently, you know, of course, reptiles, but we haven't done a lot of mammals. So Kimber said, let's do a mammal. And I said, okay, pick a mammal. And you did. What'd you pick? I picked the Jamaican fig-eating bat. Yeah, the Jamaican fig-eating bat, man. That's, <laughs> that's all I know about. No, they, um, so we, I do a little research because I don't know tons and tons about bats, but uh, they are pretty interesting they do live just in Jamaica. They're not the only bat species in Jamaica, which isn't surprising because bats are one of the largest groups of mammals out there. There are lots of bats. And this particular bat only gets a little less than three inches from, I guess, snout to butt. But their wings are a little bit longer than that. And they're kind of a tan color with uh, some maybe white patches or yellowish underneath. Does that sound right? A yellowish tent, yeah. Because yeah. the their name, what did I say their name in? Do you remember? They're the Jamaican fig eating bat. Yes, but it said their <laughs> thank you. Yes, their scientific name. Their scientific name translate as yellowish and warlike. 
I don't know where the warlike comes from because they eat fruits. I mean, they're frugivores. Frugivore is a fruit-eating animal, and they that's what they eat. Although we did see some reference that they will eat other things like insects. And one thing even said blood, but I, I didn't see that anywhere else, so I don't know how accurate that is. They are in the leaf-nosed bat group, which means that they have a, a leaf-like structure on their face. And science doesn't really know for sure what the purpose of this is, although scientists suspect that it plays a role in their ability to use echolocation. So you know how echolocation works, Kimbra? Yeah, it's sound bounces around and stuff, and you can tell where it is because of the sound. Yeah, so if there's so imagine if if sound were to take on a physical form, say the shape of like a tennis ball, and um, and you were able to throw a bunch of tennis balls in front of you, and let's say that there was a fence that was ten feet away, and then there was a wall that was twenty feet away. Um, well, some of those balls are going to hit the fence, and they're going to bounce back to you. And because they bounce back faster, you're going to understand that that fence is closer than the ones that are hitting the 20 foot away wall and bouncing back to you, taking a longer time. And animals like bats that have echolocation can actually, we think, see this as shapes and use it very accurately to navigate their surroundings. So having a big leaf-like satellite dish on your face it's probably beneficial to that. But, you know, in science, we don't say things for sure unless we know them and we really never know anything for sure. That's how science works. So that's our guess. Science's best guess is that it aids in some form in echolocation, which is pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Anyway, the, um, the fig-eating bat have special teeth. So uh, they have these kind of flattened molars and they use these to because it helps them to kind of cut into or shear away the fruit so they can get to the, I guess, the good bits. So that's pretty cool. So these are little bats. And, and you could see bats if you're in Florida. I mean, obviously outside of Florida too, but on a cruise at night, you know, look up. If you're in a port at night, look up and you might see them flying around the lights if they're insectivore bats. Uh, or maybe you'll see one of these fruit-eating bats in Jamaica. Cool. I saw a bat earlier when I took Reno out. There you go. It probably was not a fig-eating bat. Probably one of our insectivore bats. Yeah. But, yeah, that's our cruise creature. And that is also the end of this episode. Well, I've got one more thing to say. This is almost the end of this episode. I have purple hair. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say it during the updates, and then we started going, and so I had to wait for all of the rest of the stuff. Partially purple hair. Partially purple hair. It's not like your whole head is purple. No, but it's like fun, bright, fun purple. That's, that's all I got. Okay. All right. Go ahead and take us out. All right. So let's head for the horizon. And until next time, seize the day. Have a fantastic week, everybody. All right, and as usual, thank you for listening 
past the credits. We do appreciate that. And uh, yeah, let us know if you do that because uh, that makes us feel good. Helps our helps our, our uh, confidence soar like, <laughs> like a fruit bat. Okay. <laughs> so here's your treat. Here's your reward. You're going to get more limericks. That's right, more limericks. Kimber, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. All right, here we go. Sometimes I like to go cruising. My excitement, I'm sure, is oozing. Trivia is cool. We lay by the pool and end the day with some boozing. Uh Uh-oh. All right, here's mine. When cruises are no longer delayed, we will head to the great promenade. I'll scuba with my girl through the water. We'll whirl until she becomes a mermaid. (laughs) It's wonderful. 